a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. Good morning. It's Wednesday, the 18th of August, 2021. This is Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. I am SNM Tete. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to today's show. From brunch to lunch, I will be serving you good word, good music and intercession for your edification and upliftment. So here at Christocentric Station, August is our month of the word. And our theme scripture is Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, which says, For the word of God is quick and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. And so we continue to pray that the content shared here this month will cause you to greatly increase in God's word, thereby bringing you rest where you need it. Amen. For our word portion this week, our focus has been on the word of God being sharper than any two-edged sword. We looked at the foundation. We're moving on today, uh, hopefully to conclude tomorrow. So do stick around when I return after Sonny Badu. I will give you the lineup for today's show. Enjoy. Oh. 
Christocentric station here. I save you good word, good music, and intercession for your edification and upliftment. So, for our word portion segment of the show, we have this week been focusing on the word of God being sharper than any two edged sword. So, we lay the foundation to this week uh, on Monday and we finished yesterday. And today we're building on. But before the new stuff comes, we must revisit what we did. Now let me share a scripture with you quickly. Isaiah 28, from verse 9, I think I read up to 11. It says that, Who does the Lord think we are? They ask. Why does he speak to us like this? Are we children? Just recently wind. He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. So now God will have to speak to his people through foreign oppressors who speak a strange language. Well, let's add verse 12. It says that God has told his people, here is a place of rest. Let the weary rest here. This is a place of quiet rest. But they would not listen. Friend, may the Lord help you and I to listen. No matter the form the communication is coming in, it says here a little, there a little. It is line upon line. Is the reason I go back and forth. It is by the leading of the Spirit. I bring you recaps upon recaps, line upon line, because He doesn't want us to just hear the word and mentally assent to it. He wants it to sink down. Repetition is the master of mastery. So, a recap from yesterday. Yesterday, we tried to get a scriptural understanding um, on what the author means by the word of God being sharper than any two-edged sword. Because if you'd remember, Monday and Tuesday, we looked at uh, science and we looked at the English expression. Well, based on the conclusions drawn, (laughs) 
we realized that it was imperative to look at what God says, okay? So we said that when it comes to God, there are absolutes. There's right and wrong. There's good and bad. There's light and darkness. We said that he is so sure of himself. He's not by any means confused. And he means what he says. We say that his perspective is the right perspective and the only perspective that we must seek to use. We said that what we studied earlier, uh, being Monday and Tuesday, what science says about uh, no absolutes, uh, science talking about relativity and how there is no right or wrong, there's just difference. We said that it makes sense to the human mind, but then we are spirits and God knowing that we will struggle with this, He's given us his word, he's given us his Holy Spirit to help us. Because we're not to do life, you know, just by our human reasoning. So then, if there is, we looked at the scripture um, that talked about rightly dividing the word of truth. And we said that if there is a right dividing, then there is a wrong dividing. So case in point, we looked at Ecclesiastes 7.7, which says that surely oppression makes a wise man mad. And we said that this scripture can work against you if you come into agreement with it. Now, if you haven't been following, you're wondering why we want to talk about a scripture working against you. We said that the expression two-edged sword or double-edged sword it means that it is a thing that can both hurt and help you now if it can hurt or help or hurt and help then it depends on the one handling it it depends on the understanding the interpretation they're given to the thing so then we said that god does really mean that the word of god can hurt or help you because scripture tells us that the letter kills where the spirit gives life. So then we said that if someone with a contrary spirit wanted to hurt you, we all know that they go to the Bible. Okay, the Malams use it, the Buddhists use it, New Age use principles from the Bible, you know, business people use it. So he said that a contrary spirit, somebody with a contrary spirit who is seeking to destroy you, will oppress you consistently over a period, knowing that it would eventually drive you literally insane. But then we said that if you would allow the perspective of God and work with the Holy Spirit, he will draw your attention to scriptures like Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for good. For them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And then as you meditate on this, he will connect other scriptures like no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Like he disappoint the devices of the crafty, so that their hands are not able to perform their enterprise. And many more like these. And as he connects them, he builds a solid case in you. Where you know that Whatever is going on with you cannot destroy you. He gives you grace. 
He gives you rest in the midst of the situation. And so in the end, when he has given you victory over that oppression, no matter how long he's allowed it to remain, we said that he empowers you and you are able to um, deliver others, if you like, from similar situations because God never wastes anything. Yeah, so that's what we discussed yesterday. Before I bring you the scripture reading though for today's discussion, here's some more music. Enjoy.
This morning, lift up a melody to the one who's got your back. Jehovah Ebenezer, or Nos Ariel. Love that woman's voice. So if you just tune in, this is Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. I am Essenam Tete. So welcome to the scripture reading segment of the show. This month, we are talking about the Word of God. And our discussions are based on Hebrews 4.12. read from the NLT, For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Amen. We'll also look at scriptures like Acts chapter 19 verse 20 says that so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Hallelujah. First Peter 1 25 by the word of the Lord endures forever and this is the word that was preached to you. Isaiah 55 11 so is my word that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what i desire and achieve the purpose for which i send it amen what an assurance proverbs 3 5 2 6 trust in the lord with all of your heart and lead not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he meaning God will make your paths straight Psalm 107 verse 20 he sent out his word and healed them and deliver them from their distractions amen Luke chapter 6 verse 45 A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart and an evil man brings out evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of hmm. Jeremiah 17:9 The heart is deceitful above all things 
and desperately wicked. We can know it. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. So these are the scriptures we'll be basing today's discussions on. And as I said earlier, I am super excited because of the understanding the Spirit is about to bring us. It's just gone 10.53, taking us to the top of the hour, is Fred Hammond's No Weapon. God means business. There's nothing out there formed against you like in prosper.
Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. From the files of Unshackle, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. Take a baby that isn't wanted and raise him in a home with drinking and fighting, teach him to steal to help support the family, and you end up with me, Ernie Hollands, Reform School resident by age 16. We lived in Nova Scotia. When I tried to go home after reform school, Dad slammed the door in my face. I burglarized my way across the continent, in and out of prison, learning more crime each time behind bars. Then I decided to rob banks. I was no more clever at robbing banks than I had been as a burglar. But I made a name for myself, Ernie Hollands, bank robber. I finally realized that I would die in prison. Spending long hours in my cell, I developed a hobby, tying flies for fishermen. Word got around, and I started a thriving mail-order business. Then I wrote to a sporting goods store seeking an outlet for sales, and the owner wrote back telling me how Jesus had changed his life. He sent me tracts and a New Testament that I read. I wrote back asking how to become a Christian, and he visited me driving three hours each way. No one had ever cared that much about me. One night I knelt in my cell and talked to God. I asked Jesus to be my Savior that night, and he gave me a new heart. Today I'm free and married with four grown children. I'm Ernie Hollands, loved by God because Jesus set me free. And if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray with us now. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross and rose again to live forevermore. Thank you for your sacrifice. Save me, Lord. Come into my life and make me your own. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission. Email unshackled at pgm.org.
help me do that which you tell me to do. Amen. Patrick Duncan with Vindukulu Speak Lord. You're welcome to the second half of the show. This is Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. Here you are served good word, good music and intercession for your edification and upliftment. Welcome to the word segment of the show. For our word portion today, we're looking at the word of God, uh, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning our thoughts and intentions of our hearts. And so, spirit of the living God, our universal educator, we welcome you. Teach us in a way that we can understand and help us do that which you teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. So to better understand uh, today's discussion, I'm going to come on the NLT version of Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Now, It starts with soul and spirit, okay? The cutting in this text, it starts with soul and spirit. But I'm going to try and share with you the way the Holy Spirit taught me for me to understand. So he started joint and marrow with me. Now, we know that there are joints, okay? If you feel your your knee, for instance, your elbow, there are joints in the body. Our arms are attached to our shoulders. Um, You know, your thighs are attached to your legs. There's a joint between your feet uh, and your leg, okay? So there are joints in the body. We can get that. Now, he's talking about marrow, and we know the marrow is in the bone, right? So how is it dividing between joints and marrow? So the picture I got was a separation between joints and then the word going into the bone to expose the marrow so for me this paints a picture of a word that is very thorough it leaves nothing unturned so then of course having been around for a little bit i know that in this world there is nothing you seek to achieve that you wouldn't have opposition as it in, in the natural so it is in the spirit right 
So then I started thinking about the word of God. If it's doing all this work, I thought it must not be a, a an easy task to get in between joints. Okay. And then you get in between the joints and our bones are not, you know, the softest of things to work with. That's why sometimes we hear of um, doctors having to drill into the bone. So then that means the word of God would have to come up against a few challenges to get this done. So then I was reminded of the scripture in Acts 19.20 that I loved and for some reason forgot. It says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. The word of God is a living thing. And it grows and rises to the occasion. And it prevails over every circumstance. Whatever the difficulties, whatever the challenges that comes up in its assignment, it prevails over it. And that is why 1 Peter 1.25 tells us that the word of the Lord endures forever. This is the word that was preached to you. Is able to beat everything and anything and remain standing at the end. And this is because of Isaiah 55 verse 11. God said, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Now, joints and marrows are found in the body, right? So it's telling you that it doesn't only work on your soul and spirit. It works on your body, your flesh as well. If we understand this so far, then what does it mean for the word to divide our soul and spirit? I remember reading this and asking myself the question. Uh, I think I have seen uh, some very uh, good teachers try to show us or give us diagrams of the position of the soul, the spirit and the body. And I don't see any connection. So how is it dividing between soul and spirit? You also want to know? I'll share more on this after the music. See your heart and everything you've made. 
this day and name somebody. Everything was made by the word. There was nothing made that was not made without the word. And therefore, if he will not pat the waters, if he will not level the mountains for you to walk, just trust in him. He knows what he's doing. Lauren Dago trust in you. Uh, before that, you heard So Will I a hundred billion times by Hillsong Worship. He's saying that if all of creation will, so will I. All of creation hears his voice, including science. They all submit, they all obey. So again, if for some reason this time it doesn't seem to be working, nothing seemed to be obeying, and you've cried out to him, and you know that he is a God who hears and answers prayers, friend, just trust. We do know that no weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. So whatever that thing is, it's not going to destroy you. Trust him. He's got you. Here on Good Day this week, we are discussing for our word portion, how the word of God uh, being sharper than a double-edged sword can actually work to bring us rest. And today specifically, we're looking at the word cutting and dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow, discerning thought and intents of our heart. So before you heard uh, the beautiful music I just shared, we were trying to understand what it means by the division of joint and marrow. And I chose to start with that because like I mentioned, I couldn't get the division between soul and spirit and the Holy Spirit had to use that to help me using scripture to interpret scripture that's how it's done so in the detachment of the joint and marrow I had to learn that it wasn't a case of the two things being together like it, together in a sense that they, they seem like one Because then I could remember, you know, the skeleton, okay? And I know that when you look at a skeleton, a human skeleton, or even the skeleton of an animal, where the joints are, there is a piece that connects. It's not joined in a way that they are, of course, they're joined together, but it is that piece that holds it together, if that makes sense. So the reason I couldn't get the soul and the spirit thing was because I was looking at them as joined together, kind of like a Siamese twins, okay? So here, the emphasis is the element of connection. It's not about the joints. It's about the element of connection, how one is connected to the other. Now, the soul is, it is the intermediary, okay? So... That which comes from the spirit is processed through the soul and released into the body for expression. Uh, for that reason, your soul 
and your spirit both must be whole and intact. Now we know that God works from our spirit. He lives in our spirit by his Holy Spirit. And to help our soul, to help the transformation of our mind, our will and emotions, he's given us his word. So the word of God gradually works with our mind to cause it to align with our spirit man. Okay? Now, when this works, when we allow this to work uh, in its full expression through our bodies, we come to a place where we live a life of victory, perpetual victory, where we get to enter and live in God's rest. That's how we intended it. Now, our soul being made up of our mind, our will, our emotions. And we have said that the word of God is thorough and is able to bring a separation to that element of connection. So we looked at how the, 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 so the word of God disconnect joints and worked on each individual element. So it's the same thing that is happening here. So basically, the Word of God is tearing you apart, piece by piece, analyzing each piece and working through each piece, working on each piece to bring it back to alignment. So it comes to weigh every thought, every system of belief, it weighs your emotions and it begins to work on each one. Now, your thoughts, your system of beliefs and all that, they are different from mine, okay, because we're all different. Our systems of belief have been individually formed based on our um, unique individual experiences, our bringing. And then there's the factor of how God has wired each one of us because of the purpose that he has for us. Now, the word of God being a living thing coming from, coming from God, it is aware of your wiring, Okay, and your total makeup. Now, Luke chapter 6, verse 45 tells us that a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. The thing has been stored up over time. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So, based on what is stored up in your heart, which we have said that it has come from you know your experiences and whatnot it also says that the heart is deceitful above all things desperately wicked who can know it this is the reason the word of god takes time to dis discern the intent of your heart not just your thoughts but intent of your heart once it's able to discern what you're thinking how you're processing things why you're making the decisions you're making it quickly and powerfully works to realign you and that is why we must not trust in ourselves proverbs 3 5 to 6 tells us to trust in the lord with all of our hearts lean not on our own understanding in all our ways we should submit to him and he will direct our path now if you're thinking is that really necessary does the word of God have to do all this to make us whole? It is because like we said, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, your emotions. So in fact, the word cannot work in your soul without discerning 
and knowing what you are thinking and what informs your decisions. Now, when it comes to the soul, when the word of God goes in there and it descends and it works on your soul and all that, as you spend time in the word and you meditate on this word, you become familiar with the word. The word is working in you. We're told that the word of God does not return to God void. And therefore, it has come on assignment and it stays there until the assignment is complete. Now, whilst it is there doing the work and you are enabling it to do its work by meditating on it and being obedient to it, the word has gotten to know you and you know the word. And so when a foreign material comes into your body, when you are afflicted, the word knows the foreign material that has entered. It knows your body well. It knows your soul well. Now it is our souls that get afflicted. So the word of God then works like a surgeon's scalpel, as the MSG version tells us to remove the cause of infection. And that is why scripture says that he sent his word, healed their diseases, delivered them from their distractions. There was nothing else he could have sent to do that. Only the word could have done that. And when we say the heart of man is desperately wicked, who can know it? Only the word of God can know it. The Word of God is living. It is active. It is powerful. It is thorough. It knows what it is doing. The only one who stands above all of the 
knows me by name The angels hide their faces in his presence The demons run for cover when you speak You rule the world and reign above the heavens And still draw close session before we pray though let me just quickly finish our discussion so why exactly are we trying to understand the technicalities of how the word of God divides how the word of God works with our soul our spirit our joints and marrow how it discerns our thoughts and intentions of our hearts now, the combination of the working of your mind, your will, your emotions is what gives you your personality, okay? So whatever comes uh, from our spirit is processed through our souls, like I said earlier. is the reason the spirit can say the same thing to the two of us. I would say it differently, you would say it differently because we would both have different understandings because it's coming through our souls, okay? Now, if the soul is not worked on, and transformed the spirit of god cannot find full expression your spirit man cannot find full expression or whatever it releases 
will not find full expression because it is coming through your soul and your soul will color the condition of your soul will color whatever is coming through the spirit it is the reason uh, if you've ever dealt with someone that you know who is matured in the spirit and all that um, and you can usually trust whatever they share but then there's an area that they haven't really paid attention to and they begin to speak to you on that area and you think hmm how is it that somebody you know who is this knowledgeable uh, somebody who is this spiritual will talk like this so that portion of their soul that has not been worked on is coloring the way they see things which in that moment is contrary to what God says about the situation so it is a process but that is why scripture tells us that we should renew our minds through the trans- for the transformation of our souls okay but it doesn't matter how much of God you desire if you don't allow the word of God to renew and transform your soul you will not consistently experience the more you would taste the rest, but you wouldn't live there. So today you're down, tomorrow you're up. And then you're up there for so long and before you know it, you're down. This is the reason we're trying to understand the technicalities. I don't know about you, but for me, if I don't understand something, it becomes difficult for me to do it. And I believe it is the, for the same reason that the author is taking time to describe the word of God in this way as inspired by the Holy Spirit. It didn't just tell you, oh, the word of God will work. But it's actually taking pains to show us how the word of God is working to bring us transformation. To give us rest. So, friend, today, allow the Word of God to work on you. Now that you understand the technicalities, let the Word work to bring you rest. It is a process. It's doing a whole lot, tearing everything apart, working on each individual piece, realigning them. It's a work that will take lifetime, a lifetime to complete. But if you would look at your life, you would see that you are not where you were months ago as long as you're allowing the word to work there is continuous improvement and someday we will be that bride that Jesus will come for without spot, without wrinkle Amen so if you got that let's pray So we want to pray for this transformation of our souls, okay? Because we have said that one of the ways we empower the word to work or maximize it is by prayer. So we're going to say that, Father, whatever it is that is not allowing us to see the transformation that we need to see, show us. Is it the way we're handling the word? Because we know that the word works. So let the word come to renew our minds and let it transform our souls in the name of Jesus. And we 
praying in the name of Jesus that the word, we're sending the word forth. We're releasing the word. Scripture says that Jesus sends the word. He healed our diseases, delivered us from our distractions. So we're going to send the word to disconnect. We said that it is about a point of connection. We're sending the word to disconnect, to cut and divide, separate us from anything that seeks to hold us back on this journey of our walk with the Lord and then we're sending the word like Jesus did to bring healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus let us pray father in the name of Jesus we are so grateful for the time we have spent in your presence this morning indeed when you come you speak and you who made us you know how to speak for us to understand so thank you for bringing enlightenment understanding to your word this morning by your spirit it is our prayer in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would open our eyes to why we are not seeing the effect of the word at work in our lives. We know the word works, no doubt. We have sat at your feet this morning and we've gone through the technicalities of how it separates and divides and works and realigns. So if it's not working that way, there must be either it is working and there is so much to work through or we are not handling it the way we should. So we pray that individually you would teach us, you would show us, you would help us in the name of Jesus. And we pray for the transformation of our souls, of our minds. We pray for the renewal that brings transformation. For it is in this, O oh God, that we have rest. Father, we send forth your word. You have told us that your word will not return to you void. It will accomplish that which you send it to. Like the sword of God that does not rest until the enemies of God are completely destroyed. We send for that word. Let it cut. Let it divide. Let it separate us from everything and anything that is not like you. every point of connection established by the enemy we release the word once again let it go and bring separation now in the name of Jesus so that we can be lighter and move forward in our journey with you we also send for the word like Jesus did into the lives of anyone connected to us or who may be listening who is not well oh let the word go for let it work like a surgeon's couple let it identify and eliminate that cause of infection, oppression, affliction, whatever it is in the name of Jesus. And we pray that as transformation comes through the renewing of our minds and light floods our soul, deliverance will be our portion in Jesus' name. We thank you for the working of your word and we pray in the name of Jesus committing the rest of the day into your hands we pray Lord that no matter how busy we get help us not to miss the work you're doing in our lives help us see what you're doing by your word and by your spirit for this is what connects us to you Lord this is what helps us to keep our mind on you 
And as we keep our minds on you, we know perfect peace is our portion in Jesus' name. We thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Trust today's show has been a blessing to you. You're tuning into Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. Here we share sanctified content 24-7. So coming up this afternoon, after the show is Christocentric Jazz 1200 to 1300 GMT, followed by Fresh Tunes 1300 to 1400 GMT, and then Favorite Tunes 1400 to 1500 GMT. Then from 1500 to 1800 GMT, Fifi Folsom, the Christocentric guy, will bring you the gospel drive online and rich in your day God's way every day. If you are a gospel musician, business person, or minister of the gospel who wants a global Christian platform to promote your business, I have awesome news for you. Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter, is that platform you've been looking for. So for only considerably affordable rates, we can do this for you and give you the exposure that your business or ministry needs. So contact us on plus 233-551-300-317 for further discussion. You can also reach us by our website www.christocentric.com. We are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. We're on Twitter, TikTok, at Christocentric Station. You can reach us through our DMs. As it's just going up to the afternoon. Before I close the curtain on today's show. Kind reminder. As long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall not cease. So no matter what's going on with you today, do put your best seed in the ground for a harvest that shall not cease. Because God is faithful to bring the harvest. Join me same time tomorrow, 1000 to 1200 GMT. As we conclude on our understanding of the Word of God being sharper than any two-edged sword. Again, I have enjoyed your company. Thank you so much. My name is Esenam Tete. Do have a good day. <laughs>